to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit. So if my petty spirit is live, it, it will. taking off monday tuesday and wednesday and i'll be back in on thursday so i'm a little excited about that i know so do you have any big plans are you just gonna use it as some relaxation self-care kind of thing just relaxing i have a massage scheduled on tuesday but i told you before i had to take the days that i brought over from 2018 so i'm using those up and I'll be done with that, and I'll I'll be starting my 2019 with a bang. <laughs> I know. Hey, three days off is good. It is, and it was kind of weird because it's like I'm going back on a Thursday, which I never do. But going back on a Thursday is not that bad. You go back on a Thursday, you have two days, and then boom, you're off again. Yeah, that is one thing to look forward to. Before we get into it, I did have a quick thing to run by you to get your opinion. Something I either saw or read somewhere this week on social media. And there was a question. Is there a difference between cheating and disrespectfully cheating? Huh. Okay. Okay. So to me, whether you do it disrespectfully or you do it in a respectful <laughs> manner or you're sweet and kind about it, all of it is cheating to me. At so, the end of the day, right. That's what it is. But it, how can one do it respectfully? Tell me that. Okay. So I saw on uh, the show Love and Marriage in South Carolina, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, they have a reality show now and they talked about the guy was, he was disrespectful when he cheated on her. And basically, I guess, because the side chick started calling at night and, you know, he was going out, like actually dating his side chick, like, you know, taking her out and stuff. And so they were saying that that was disrespectful. It, he was cheating disrespectfully. But to me, the mere fact that you're cheating is disrespectful. Like it's right. disrespectful to not only me and you and our relationship, but everybody who's connected to us because that's kind of stuff affects everybody who's connected to us. You know, if we have friends together and if I'm close to your family or you're close to my family, you know, then that gets the family mad at you. But now if I take you back now, it's weird between you and the family. Like it's yeah, just I think it's a lot. When I heard it, my first thought was, if you're saying disrespectful, then the, the other side of that is then one would be respectful when they do it. Right. So then I right. go back to, if you're respectful, 
when you cheat, does that mean it's okay? So that was, I thought that was kind of odd because you're saying, is there a difference between cheating and disrespectfully cheating? Does that mean if you're being respectful with your cheatation, it's okay? Right. Right. I think not. <laughs> I, that was a weird one for me. So I, I was like, okay, let's go over that one a little bit because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It doesn't make any sense At the end of the day, me. cheating is cheating and you can't get any right in there. You can't, there's no positivity in that. So to try to distinguish between whether or not it is respectful. Well, they didn't say respectful, but in my mind, if you say disrespectful, the other side of that is going to be respectful and there's Absolutely. no way to respectfully cheat. Not so. for me. Like I, <laughs> just the mere fact that you cheating is disrespectful. So anything after that, you're just piling on to the disrespect, but just the mere fact that you're cheating is disrespectful. Whether she calls at night or she respects my the boundaries and she only calls you during the day when you're at work, you're still cheating. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> what time of the day, you're still cheating. So to me, I was I like, agree. okay, it's just all yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. I, I agree. Dis- so our answer to that question is no, there's no, right. di- there, there's no difference. Cheating is wrong. (laughs) Right. Cheating bad. Okay. Okay. Let's jump into this week's uh, topic. We are going to discuss a clip that's been circulating on social media for the last, I think, week or so. And it is that clip of an interview that Nikki Giovanni did back in the day. She was talking to James Baldwin. I got that right, right? Right. It's not Alex. And the, the right. <laughs> right. And the subject matter came up is can you what is the subject matter? <laughs> Give me that same energy that you yeah. Okay, so she's basically doing this interview where she is saying that she wants her significant other to give her the same energy they're giving the man in the streets. And I don't mean man literally, literally, I just mean when you're out and about and, and normally when we're out and, and about, we're putting on our best face. We're putting the best of us out there. And sometimes when we come home, we take that off and the loved ones get the worst of us. So we're going to delve right. into that conversation. But before we do, here is the clip of Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. Take a listen. If I love you, I can't lie to you. Of course you can lie to me. And you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. What Billy Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course. Of course you lie to me. Because I don't even want to care. What what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me. Smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you. You must. You must. Because I've caught the I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come home and I catch hell because I love you. I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man? That was pretty deep. That was. That was. 
And I don't know, I was kind of conflicted about it because I understand what she's saying. Like, give me that same energy that you give the man at work and you're smiling and you're happy and you, you know, you muscle through it with them. Come home and give me that same energy. But then do you want me to also be honest with you? So aren't you the one that I come home and say, hey, I had a really crappy day at work and here's why and blah, blah, blah. So I I am giving you the, uh, woe is me, Cindy, but this is, I'm being real with you because they mean nothing to me, but you are important to me. So I want you to know how I really feel, I guess. But then is that fair to you? That's exactly what came to me. I was conflicted because I understood exactly what she was saying. And then, of course, I tried to put myself in that position. And I do. I am that person, especially at work. There's always a smile. There's always a greeting here and there and small talk. And they all they, they get the best of us they get the best of me and I acknowledge that and then when I go to the other side of it and okay why can't I bring that home Um, my loved ones deserve that more so than general people deserve it and I agree with that too but I feel like I want to give them the true me because I want my loved ones to give me their true selves. So I want the smiles when they're having a good day, but I'm also okay with that vent session when somebody has pissed them off as well. So although I get it, I understand it and I see where she's coming from, but also I feel like I want all of them. Right. Because I don't want the fakery. Right. Right. I want you to feel because I feel like I only give the real me to people that I'm comfortable with. So I want to I want you to do the same for me. Give me the real you. So if you want to come home and you had a really bad day and you want to tell me about it, then that makes me feel like, okay, we're there because he feels I'm on the inside. Right. He feels comfortable enough to tell me everything that's going on. What I don't want you to do and what I know that we all have a tendency to do is because we can't tell the the people at work um, all the time how we really feel about them or when they tick us off or piss us off, we really can't show that real emotion that we want to. Then we come home and your significant other gets it because I couldn't give it to them at work. You know, that's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to bring it home so negative that now it's causing issues in our relationship because you weren't able to express that to the person who really deserved it. So now you come home and give it to me. That's what I don't want. And that's what I know I've done it before, not purposely, but I know that I've done it before because I'm angry with somebody at work and I can't express myself the way I want to. Then as soon as somebody says something at home, I fly off. So I was thinking about it coming home 
and maybe have an event session is okay because when we're doing that, we are not directing that anger or that attitude or that negative emotion towards our loved ones at home. Right. We are expressing what happened during the day. And it may have been something that, that ticked us off. But if we're having that vent session, we're basically telling them what we had to deal with that day. Right. So I feel like maybe she was not saying that that's not okay. Right. I don't think that when I, I think about it, I don't think that she was denouncing that. I think it may have been on the other side of it is don't come home and like you just said, and give me the attitude because you couldn't give it to right. the man on the job. Right. Be respectful of me and give me that same energy and respect that you gave him. Give it to me, you know, give me that. And that's where I think the the issues come in. If I'm just coming home and venting and saying, hey, can you believe so-and-so said this at work and then I said that and blah, blah, blah. And here's what I really wanted to say to him. And then you kind of laugh and joke and that person makes it better or, you know, walks you through it or whatever, helps you figure out how you can go back to that person respectfully and say what you wanted to say. But when you bring that negative energy that you wanted to put on them and put it on me, then that's where we have a problem. And I'm right. hoping that that's what she was saying is, you know, give right. it to me. And, and to go into that, <clears throat> when you bring it home and you put it on me in the form of, if I ask you a question, you bite my head off. Right. And it's, it could be a simple question. It could be, what do you want for dinner? Or it could be, how was your day? And you attack me or you yell at me and it has nothing to do with me. Right. And I think that that is more along the lines of where it was coming from. Right. And then, of course, I had to put myself in that situation. And and I think I've talked about it before. I've over the past few years really evolved. And that is not something that I would do today the person that I am today that that is not something that that I would do at all years ago yeah I could see that right not who I am today right yeah I think I don't think that's something that I would do to today right now because I'm aware of that situation I've been in that situation before so I'm aware of that situation what I would do is if I know that I'm I'm not in a good place when I'm on my way home, I stop by the thrift store, I stop by the grocery store so that I can let it release a little bit before I get home. Taking it home. And, yeah. you know, and I know that the least little thing could, you know, send me over the edge. And usually that helps. Like if I just stop and get my mind, or I may call you and talk about just mindless stuff, then usually that kind of eases the tension. And then by the time I get home, I forgot all about the situation. But I will say this new Cindy usually will let the people at work know almost (laughs) exactly what I'm thinking. And so I usually don't have to bring it home because I leave it right there where it sits. 
what I have learned. And, and I must say, I've gotten to that point as well. I am a lot more vocal at work now than I have been in the past because years ago I would internalize and I would bring it home and I because it's always a fear of saying too much right and especially for us that fear of being labeled the angry black woman that we have to deal with that I constantly deal with and I used to not say stuff that I should have said or maybe needed to say definitely wanted to say because I didn't want that negative connotation you right. Know, put on me. Right. But now I say it in right. the most respectful manner that I can get yep. out. I say it and then I'm done with it. And 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 usually there's respectful ways to say it. It's just before I didn't know how to say it respectfully and I knew it was gonna come out all wrong. So, but now I, I use ways to say it respectfully. A lot of times I put it in writing so there's no confusion like per our previous conversation or, you know, or something like so that you can understand that I, you have ticked me off, but I'm still going to be professional about the whole situation. And you know what I found in doing that? And I know we're kind of veering off a little bit, but that's okay. I found that in doing that is very important because you let people know who you are and where you are. Exactly. And that also, it it let people know how to approach you and how to right. deal with you going forward. Because if right. we don't speak up, if we don't speak our mind, if we don't tell our truths, then people will feel like they have an edge and they can walk right. all over us. But right. once we do that, and in most cases, we only have to really do it one time. And people understand it, yeah. what they're dealing with and then they deal with you accordingly. Absolutely. You tell people how to treat you. And Definitely. just like we have this stigma of angry black women, I always feel like when I'm when I'm checking somebody professionally, not only am I doing it for me, but I'm doing it for all the so-called angry black women at work. Like, see, yes. we can check you. And we can check you in a very professional way. Very professional way. What happens is I can check you and Becky, who sits right in the office next to me, she can check you and we can do it the same way, but you'll call me angry. It will be perceived differently. And Becky is assertive and she goes for what she wants, you know? And so if I do it in a professional manner, then I can show you that I'm a black woman I'm smart. I do my job and I can check you and put you back in your place without ever cursing you or yelling or being disrespectful, you know? So I wholeheartedly, yeah, I, um, I wholeheartedly agree with that. The clip that came across, I was like, okay, you know what? I never really thought about it in that way. Right. And this was my first time hearing the clip, but it's obviously a very old clip. Right. I'm not sure what, what brought it back up at, at this particular time, but it was refreshing to hear. Right. And it did give us a different perspective on what she was saying and how we are. And, and the other good thing to know and to realize is even though it was done way back then and we're just hearing it now, we are past what she was saying. Right. Right. So it's good to be able to see, okay, the person that I was then and the, where we're going and the maturity right. that we get to. Right. Because I think we both said, yeah, back in the day, 
I, I yeah, I would come home and probably be a terror and, you know, nobody would want to deal with me. But, you know, you get to a place where you basically, you know, better, you do better. Right. And I think it, like you said, it's, it's like an evolution because, you know, you have so much going on at work sometimes. And not only do we have the way to work, but then we have the weight of, okay, I don't want to say this the wrong way because I really have the weight of the whole black community on my back. Because if I clown, you know, these people, then they'll never want to hire another black person. Because remember when we had Cindy and she clowned us and she acted a fool in here. So you have that whole thing on you. So sometimes, you know, when you come home, you still have that on your back. You know, so the first person that you see is your significant other or for me, I don't have any kids in the house, but, you know, vegan bay. So in order to preserve my relationship, though, I know better now and I'm, I realize it more. So that's why I stop by the thrift store, stop by the grocery store, make a phone call or something. So that and I that's can a good way it. to look at it. Yeah, you know, making that stop and getting their energy off of you because you don't want that energy in the house. You don't want it to spill over into the relationship. So that that's a positive way to do it. One that I hadn't really thought about. I'm usually just trying to get to the house. Yeah. I get all work. But oh, yeah. That's absolutely. a that's a good way. Yeah. That's a good thing to do to not bring the negativity into the house. Well, I can appreciate that. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm all about in my later years, all about energy and, you know, mixing energy or whatever. And especially in my house, I don't like anybody that I feel like you bring in some type of negative energy in here. You don't get invited to my household. That's why I don't invite a lot of coworkers over and that kind of stuff, because I don't want that energy in my house. We have to mix that energy at work because I have to be there, but you don't have right. to be in my sanctuary, you know? So that's what I started thinking. If I bring this home, I'm bringing this negative energy in our house. And it's, it's not only going to spread on me, but it's definitely going to spread on him. And now we got all this negative energy that we have to get rid of. So I release it at the thrift store or wherever and then I come home <laughs> and you know perfect I, perfect place to to release that yeah that was a that was a good conversation on the the clip with uh Nikki Giovanni and yes. I'm sure we will hopefully get some feedback on that and everybody can let us know their take on it and if they agree or disagree or if they've evolved from one place to the next yes. on that Yes. And now we're going to go into our what, what? Ratchet, Ratchet recap. recap. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are recapping those Atlanta housewives. Okie dokie. And their trip to Japan. Yes. Yeah, they were in Japan. Yeah. Um, they they did. But you know what? Before they got to Japan, and I think we... I think there were like two episodes going on there. So I, I might be combining the two. But before the trip, when, is her name Tanya or Tanya? Tanya, I think. Tanya. Tanya. Maybe. When she and Eva were having the hibachi dinner to announce the trip to everyone. And this is when Candy and Portia got into it. Right. I'm just loving. Can I just tell you, I'm loving Portia right now. Yes. <laughs> 
when they got into it and uh, Cynthia was saying, because Cynthia said in, in one of her confessions, she was like, okay, Portia needs to kind of calm down because she is pregnant. And in the clip, you can see where Cynthia reached over to touch Portia to try to calm her down. And Portia was like, no, no, let me finish. Right. She was going to get out what she was trying to say. And I don't feel like she was being disrespectful when she no. said that. And, and and just to give a little light on that, this is when the backlash from Portia being put out of Todd's birthday party. And she was just basically saying, Portia was, if your friend has been put out of your event and your friend calls you to tell you, like you, you can't you don't have a minute for your friend? Right. And then she even went a step further and said, and I get if she was busy at the time, but days later, even after the backlash and the blogs, she still didn't hear from her. And she, right. it was just basically, that's not what a friend would do. Right. Especially if, well, especially if we're repairing our relationship and, and it's still kind of sticky to the touch, you know, I, I might, you okay I'm busy writing these few minutes but I might step off for two minutes and just text you and say hey girl I'm sorry let me find out what happened can I call you tomorrow you know and, and Portia would have been because fine if, with that because she was saying it's right. days later she never heard from Candy right see because my feeling of it and can I say I'm not really feeling Candy this season because she been not at uber, all uber messy like she's just yes. been extra messy and I thought for her to let Don Juan or whatever his name is let him basically throw her out or whoever threw Portia out the people who work for me no matter how friendly we are whatever or my girlfriends I'm not gonna come to your party and throw one of your friends out. That's between you and them. Now, what I will say is, hey, can you, you know, this is Sonya's party. Can you be respectful or whatever? And then if I feel like she's being super disrespectful, I'm going to pull you to a side and say, hey, Sonya, Portia's over here acting a fool. How do you want me to handle it? Because I know you're busy. How do you want me to handle it? But ultimately, this is your decision. So they should have gone to Candy and said, hey, this is what's happening. And Candy was... I don't know that... I, you know, I don't know that they didn't go to her. And she just gave them the okay to, to do what they needed to do, handle it how they wanted to handle it. But just like you said, you know, you wouldn't allow that to happen to a friend. The other ladies pretty much said the same thing. Cynthia said the same thing. Nene said the same thing. They're not going to have their employees treat their friends that way. And granted, we have to acknowledge the fact that these are more than Candy's employees. These right. are friends of hers. But if Portia was a friend enough for you to invite her, then she should have been a friend enough for you not to allow her to be treated that way. Absolutely. I I agree 100%. I think Candy was just being messy across the board. Like, all of this all of the talking you trying to rekindle your friendship with Portia but yet you see how I don't think she's really trying to rekindle I, th her friendship I think with you're Portia. right I think you're right because she sees how this relationship what it means to Portia but she's still trying to tear it down any way that she can get you know little yeah. just little tick bits about him 
oh, well, he have tattoos of a bunch of different women or he does blah, blah, blah. Or the people at my, um, my, the people who work for me said that his ex-girlfriend was there and he was flirting with her. Like, you, why would you do this to a friend? Right. <laughs> this is somebody that you, yeah, you and, but with. I think through, I think throughout all of that, Portia is handling herself very well. I think so too. And I think that she is getting candy all the way together very well. Yep. I like it a lot. And I applaud her on that. And and to go a little bit further into Portia, what about when she called Eva out at the table? Because remember, Eva, when they were having the dinner, Eva started out by saying, we wanted to have this because we know we went to Destin. Some people got rubbed the wrong way. Like when Tanya said the thing about the high low and said that the sunglasses from Swag Boutique was on the low end. Okay, first of all, why are you bringing up what Tanya did? Can't she do that herself? You right. should have started with what you did, right. which was not inviting <clears throat> Nene to your first getaway. Right. So when she was saying that, Portia says, girl, Eva, you know, you talk about other people shading. You remember what everybody else do, but you don't remember when you shading people. And right. Portia brought up when Eva was shading Cynthia. Right. And now, Eva denied that she said anything shady about right. Cynthia. Seriously? And to, okay, I was like, Portia being a little shady herself I was okay up, with but, it at that moment I was okay with it right but she <laughs> but she didn't lie though because right. Eva is shady and then she puts that deer in the headlight look like what me shady right. no I'm, I don't have a shady bone in my body seriously but, and you girl, know that's like that's like, like me saying I'm not petty like, right. but you know, like, like, like you do with your pettiness, you'll say, you know what? I'm petty. I told you the other day about a situation. I'm having a petty moment and this is what I did. I'm working on right. it. But so when, and this is, that's exactly what the ladies said. They said, girl, it's not that deep. It's not that serious. We all do it. Right. But when you do it, own it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I yeah. was being shady or I was being whatever. Own it and then keep it moving. And And a lot of times with it, you can laugh it off. Like when you called the other right. day and said, oh, I'm having a shady moment. Here's what I did. We laughed it off. It was no big deal. Like I will let you know that I'm being shady. I mean, petty. I, I can be petty. And I, I yeah. let people know from the giddy up, hey, I can be petty sometimes. And if you call me on it and say, hey, I feel like that might, do you think that might be a little petty moment? So most of the time, I can say probably so. You know, yeah. Uh, vegan, and you know what? It happens. Own <laughs> oh, it yeah. and, and move on. And then just don't. But for her to say I don't have a shady bone in my body when you've been throwing shade from like the first episode you were on there, you've been throwing shade. So stop it. And did, did you did you notice her eyelashes in her confessional? I didn't pay attention. I'll be looking at her like, oh, you talking about the little bottom I, eyelash stuff she had? She had them on the bottom. Yes. It was so distracting yes. to me. And I, I was just thinking of a baby doll or something. It's like, yes. okay. They were a little long for the bottom, right. I thought. And, and, and one other thing about Eva, and, and mind you, I liked her from 
when she was on America's Next Top Model. I rooted for her to win, and I was so happy when she did win. But I don't know. That, Same here, but I'm good on her now. Well, but she talked about Shamari can dress and all that. Really, honestly, truly, I haven't seen but maybe like one outfit since she been on there that I was like, oh, she really looks nice. Like, most of the stuff, she looks like a broke hippie to me most of the time. Like, she, it's not that she dresses super cute or, you know, whatever. Like, she laughing at Shamari. You, you're not much better, if at all better. Like, I mean, Shamari looks not decent not to me. You know, all. she looks decent. Yeah. She's, she's not like a. And I think the thing is, I think Eva thinks that she's making a statement with her fashion yeah she making a statement but shamari <laughs> is more of hey your everyday girl this is me this is what i do i'm not doing anything differently because i'm filming this show right I, this is me this is what's in my closet this is how i rock right and that's her i i think eva is trying to you know do a little too much with her and sometimes in doing that she's going wrong and i think so too because Cynthia kind of dresses really simple most of the time. You see her, she has on some kind of converses or, you know, something like that. And she's pretty casual unless they're going out somewhere or something. And I like the way she dressed. I didn't have a problem the way Yeah, because Cynthia can very easily dress it up or dress it down. And and I, I like her style. Me too. Eva, I can't really get with. No, she always looks like a hippie that didn't quite have enough money and she right. she just right yeah she always look like you said shamari looks like an everyday girl she doesn't look like a label whore even cynthia and she probably has enough money that she could get her several labels or whatever but she looks like most of the time like a, a average woman who dresses nice you know yeah. she looks comfortable yeah. and she looks fun you know, to me, she doesn't look, a, uh, to be honest, and I like Nene most of the time, but sometimes Nene's stuff just looks gaudy and extra, you know. I, sometimes she, she, she does a lot and she loves the long flowy pieces. She loves the, the robes and the ponchos or right. like the long uh, robe like jacket. I like those two though, and and those do well with tall people. Right. But yeah, sometimes hers is a little bit uh, uh far out. Yeah. There. <laughs> now I do. I like those. I have a couple of those, but like you said, they do a little bit better sometimes with taller people because unless I wear my heels, which I do ninety nine percent of the time they drag the ground for me <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I, I like those I, I have a few pieces and uh I, I like those so whenever I see Nene with something like that on it's like yeah that's a thumbs up for yeah me. I, like, I like and you know what speaking of Nene let's go into Nene and Greg and the role that Nene is playing as caretaker and the, the toll that it can take on somebody who is put in that position to be the caretaker of a loved one. Right. So I, you know, I was just a little frustrated. Let me use the word conflicted again, because she seemed very frustrated by how Greg 
is acting lately because I guess he might be angry and they showed him with the chef and he was kind of abrupt with the chef about she wasn't a vegan chef, but he wanted to eat a vegan diet. And, you know, he just seemed like he was a little more on edge and Nene seemed like that was taking a toll on her. And she, she was in turn responding with anger back to him, you know, so it was causing friction between them. I kind of understand both ways. Like, I guess it's really hard to deal with somebody when they're dealing with that and their response to you is anger. But it's also really hard to be a caretaker of somebody who's sick, especially when it's nothing you yeah, can do, I, you know. I agree. And I wasn't conflicted on that. You know, Greg, I, I feel bad for everything that he's going through, but he was being an ass. Right. And... <laughs> You know, that goes back to the clip that we played earlier with Nikki Giovanni, you know, giving that loved one, that person who's there, uh, basically your ass to kiss. I, I think that he was doing the most. And I understand it's very difficult to go through a sickness and, and to have to deal with that. But I have been placed in that role to be the caretaker, right. you know, of someone. And it was very difficult. Right. And she would get very angry and say stuff. And it's like, okay, but I, I don't have to do this. Right. I don't have to be here. And that's what they, you know, have to understand. And I, I can see both sides of it, but it's just not acceptable. R regardless of what you're going through, treating someone that way is unacceptable and I think Nene basically said the same thing you know you you're being mean she was happy for her trip because she was just not feeling him because he was being very difficult and he was very rude right to the chef right he was he was extremely rude and I think what got it for me is he seems to be better right now and experiencing a, a high right now. And so this is especially the time where you don't get to be an ass, you know, because right. it, it's not like we're in the hospital and you're sick or whatever. And you're probably upset and angry about how life is going right now. You're going pretty good. And especially for the chef, she's here to help you, you know, and okay, right. so she's not a vegan chef, but she can cook vegan food. And at least while you're sitting in front of her, give her the respect to hear her out. And then, okay, if you decide later that you she can't do what you need her to do, then you give her a call and say, you know, we, we've, we're going in a different direction. But I thought he was being really rude. But I, I, I guess I was trying to understand how, how it is to deal with, you know, an illness or a sickness like that. And I'm sure you go through a lot of different emotions when you're dealing with something like that, like happy, sad, angry, you know, all of it. Depressed yeah. And, and, all I, of and I agree. Things. I just think that they have to be cognizant of the fact that the person that you're shitting on and you're giving a hard time is a person that's there loving on you and taking care of you. Right. And, probably because they're not a whole lot of other people that's going to do it. And keep in mind, if that person was to walk out the door, right. what would you do? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was hard to watch because, you know, 
when when my mom was ill, she was in a different state, so I didn't have to, I didn't deal with it every day. Um, but it's very difficult dealing with the day to day. It's I'm very sure. difficult, and that's what I was thinking. Just for the um, talking to her every day, but not seeing it every day, it was a lot for me just doing that. So I can imagine having that person there every day and talking to you that way or whatever, I would need a, I would need a break. I needed a break and we lived in different States and (laughs) I needed, I needed a break because it it seemed like I could do nothing right for, you know, for her. And and, and I still had to remember that she was, she was dealing with something, you know, but it was just right. And imagine dealing with that on the phone, but uh, imagine it would be how it would be being there in the present. And especially if it's a situation where you, uh, ha- there are things that you physically had to do for that person. You physically had to care for that person. Oh, yeah. And they're just giving you a hard time. They're just giving you grief, but you can't walk right. out. Right. You want to. And sometimes you might, but you have to come back. Right. <laughs> right. That would, you know, it's just something that you have to deal that with. That would be hard. That would definitely be hard so yeah I yeah but I do think that he's in a better place like you said I think he's in a better place now and again we're seeing episodes that were recorded previously so hopefully things have turned around and 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 things are a lot better in the leaks household yes yes because I do like them I like Nene I like Greg I was glad when they got back together I was very sad to hear that he had cancer. And now, like you said, at least on the episodes that we're watching right now, it seems like he might be on the upside of the cancer. He's doing some holistic things that he feels comfortable with. So hopefully, you know, that is working out for him and for both of them. Yeah. Because cancer affects Um, the whole family. Best wishes. And so it does. And best wishes and happy health to greg yes was there anything else on the atlanta housewives you want to touch on before we get out of here no just that i'm really liking portia and i'm ready to um for her to have her baby because she seems so excited yes. on instagram pj yes pj yes i'm ready for her i think we're all waiting for a pj yeah because <laughs> she seems so excited on instagram and just one last note did you see kenya for her 50th was it her 50th birthday or 49th birthday? I, I did. Yeah. I, I was so excited. I think 48. I was so excited to see. And I was really excited to see pictures of the baby when she had the baby because, you know, initially people said she wasn't pregnant. And then I was like, she's been pregnant forever. Right. But she finally had the baby. Gorgeous baby. Loved the baby. And she seems to be really, really happy. And I'm really, really happy for her because that's something that she's really wanted. Right. And, and that's and that's what that that goes back to just for a second goes back to what Candy and Portia like if you see that that's something that somebody's wanted for so long and they're finally getting it why mess it up for them like unless he's out here mistreating her and whatever then let her be let her let her have her fun you know I well you know. The whole issue with that is it would be different if they were friends right. and she was telling if, if 
Portia and Candy were friends and Candy was given this information looking out for her girl, that would be one thing. But they're clearly not friends. Right. And Candy is not disclosing this information to help Portia. She's just being messy. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have for them. <laughs> well, that takes care of this week's conversation with uh, Nikki Giovanni and our ratchet recap. We will see you guys or, or, or you guys will hear us next yes. week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>